We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. What a game. The Lakers get the win in double overtime over the Warriors. Big shots left and right on both sides. LeBron James seals the win with two clutch free throws with a second left in double overtime. Unbelievable. Let's go, Lakers Nation. Woo, what a game. I've lost years off my life at this point watching that game. I know you guys are right there with me. I finally feel like I can exhale. This is one of those games where not only is it exciting to win that game, not only is it thrilling, it's also a relief. You feel so much better that, okay, at least we didn't go to overtime. Anthony Davis didn't get injured. Uh, you know, everything that happened there. Uh Jared Vanderbilt turns his ankle. All these things happen. You exhaust all your players to do all of that and then lose would have been catastrophic. The Lakers somehow pull off the win. I thought, I'll admit, I thought it was done when Steph hit that big three at the end with the moving screen by Draymond, by the way. We got to talk about him. What a joke. But Steph hits that big three and then LeBron drives and wouldn't you know it? Finally, finally, LeBron gets a call. Finally, LeBron gets the call, gets to the free throw line, knocks them both down, and seals the win for the Lakers. Chat, this, this show, it's going to be all about you guys. We're talking through this. I'm going to get through the stats real quick here, and then I'm getting to your questions and comments. So keep firing them off. I want to hear what you guys think about that win. I want to hear from you. What do you think about the W? How do you feel about the game, about the team right now? Anthony Davis hobbling for much of this game on one leg, clearly not right, was camping out behind the three-point line on offense for all of overtime, much of the fourth quarter, came back and played through injury. 29 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, four blocks, 11-24 shooting, 0-4 from deep. LeBron James, good Lord. LeBron James, 36 points, 20 rebounds, 12 assists, 
Six of six at the free throw line, and two, including the two to win the game. Two of four from deep, 14 of 25 shooting. 20 rebounds. In addition to everything else, LeBron James played 48 minutes in this game. D'Angelo Russell. I don't, I don't even know what to say at this point about D'Angelo Russell. 28 points, five assists, eight of 19 shooting, five of eight from deep, seven of seven from the free throw line, two steals. You know what? Let's say this about D'Angelo Russell, because so many people say D'Lo just doesn't step up in the big games. And there were some moments. There were some moments down the stretch in overtime. He turned the ball over twice on sloppy passes. And you thought, oh no, here it is. D'Angelo Russell's blowing the game. Now everybody's going to be upset with him. He's been on a heater for weeks. And then what does he do in transition? He comes down and he takes the three. We're talking as much tension as there can be in a basketball game. That's not a playoff game. D'Angelo Russell comes down, pulls up. And in my head, I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Don't take this shot. Bottom. Coming off of back-to-back turnovers, the guts to take that shot. Unbelievable stuff from D'Angelo Russell, and he knocks it down. It was almost like he took that shot specifically for all the people who say that he cannot perform in big games. What a big bucket for D'Angelo Russell. Helped the Lakers get this win. Austin Reeves, 4 for 14 shooting, 8 of 9 at the free throw line, though 6 assists, 17 points for him. Jared Vanderbilt played 41 minutes. 41 Have a game, Jared Vanderbilt. Nine boards, five assists, four steals, 14 points, and the Lakers were a plus 30 with him on the floor in this game. Rui Hachimura, 11 points, four boards, just 18 minutes for Rui. 24 minutes for Torian Prince. I know we're going to talk a lot about him. In 24 minutes, Torian Prince was a minus 22. No points, three boards, 0 for 2 shooting from Torian. On the other side, Steph Curry goes nuts, 46 and 7 for Steph. 9-22 from 3. He took 22 threes. The Lakers as a team took 27 threes in a double overtime game. Steph took 22 on his own. That's insane. The Warriors as a team took 59 threes. Unbelievable stuff. And you know what? Let me say this. Warriors fans are going to look at the box score that aren't paying attention. Warriors fans that aren't watching the game. They're studying for their next test in high school. And they're going to go, oh, the refs gave the game to the Lakers because the Lakers took 43 free throws and the Warriors took 16. This is right back to the playoffs. The Warriors are one of the worst teams in the NBA defending without fouling. The Lakers do a good job attacking the rim and putting pressure on and forcing fouls to be called. That's what happens when you get two teams with that kind of a a dynamic, that kind of a discrepancy between them in terms of how they play basketball. You flip it the other way, the Lakers, what are they terrible at? Defending threes. The Warriors, what are they great at? Shooting threes. So the Warriors made 23 threes to just nine from the Lakers. Why? Because that's the strengths of those teams. The Lakers do a better job getting to the free throw line. The Warriors do a terrible job defending teams in a way that won't put them on the free throw line. The Lakers don't defend the three. The Warriors shoot the three. That's what happens in games like this. All right. I said I was going to get into your comments. Let's go. (laughs) I got 7,500 of you in here already. Let's do this, guys. I am so fired up. That double overtime, I've lost time off my life at this point from that game, but what a game. Jose Calderon. I hope you're, I hope it's the actual Jose Calderon here. Said, oh my God, what a wonderful game to watch that was. A wonderful, stressful game. 
that somehow we all made it through together. You know what? If you ever join us live for games, you're over on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. You're over uh, right here on the YouTube channel. You're watching games here with us. What an experience it is to go through a game like that with everybody else. It's so much fun. If you guys haven't done it before, come join us for games. Hang out with us during the game. It's a blast. You get to see me lose my mind during the games as I'm just overwhelmed with stress. Andrew Lee said, D'Lo, ha, ha, ha. What was this game? Rotation decisions were just so frustrating in the first half and third quarter. If this game doesn't teach Ham to start Vando, I don't know what will. Also, Master Lock Draymond. Yeah, right? What do you what do you do like at this point? This game was the flashing neon sign to say start Jared Vanderbilt. And it's right in front of him. And I think Ham got it because you look what happened late in the game. As we got into overtime, it was Jared Vanderbilt who was playing the, the major minutes. Torian Prince was not good in this game. Why was he not good in this game? Well, he wasn't able to get going from deep. That's what he needs to do in order to stay on the floor is hit threes. He wasn't getting those opportunities. Defensively, who's he guard in this? It's a tough matchup for Torian Prince. And I've said this before. I feel bad for Torian. I feel bad for Torian because some of this frustration with Darvin Ham gets put on to Torian Prince. He's being put into roles that don't fit his skill set. They're asking him to do things that aren't really his game to be a primary stopper on the perimeter. That's not really what he does. He's a 20 minute a night off the bench guy that can come in, hit a couple of threes every now and then and give you some versatility on the wing. That's Torian Prince. That's what he does. The Lakers, Darvin Ham, they've been using him as a starter, as a primary stopper, as a defensive player that's supposed to help make up for the defensive issues of Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. He's being put in a role that doesn't work. Doesn't work for him. He's not being put in position to succeed. And so I feel bad for Torian when he catches flack for that. That's not his fault. Over the season, he's been good. Tonight, though, tonight, man, if it's never been, it's never been this clear that Jared Vanderbilt needs to be at the starter. He needs to be. If this doesn't drive that home, if next game, Torian Prince is still starting, and again, this is not Prince's fault, it's never going to stop. Koa said, never been so upset in my life after a win. Started Torian Prince, who did cardio all game instead of Vando, knowing this is Vando's game. Well, by the end, Vando played 41 minutes. So even though Prince started, I know that's frustrating, but at least they made the change part of the way through. But I get it. Played Vando when Curry was out and took him out when Curry was in. Oh, he said POS coach. I agree with you there. It's frustrating seeing, and I I don't know that Vando is necessarily the Curry stopper because Curry comes off of so many screens. He can be tough to deal with in that way, and he moves so much off ball. Like, you take your eye off him for a second, he's gone. So Vando is, he's better as like a Luka stopper, as something like, you know, one of those guys that's not quite as quick and isn't the constant motion. It's really hard to find a guy that can really defend Curry. But nonetheless, you're absolutely right in that Curry Vando's going to do a better job than probably anybody else. And I don't think Vando's necessarily a Curry stopper. Austin got that job a lot in the playoffs last year of chasing around Curry. But it's it's a tough assignment, regardless, regardless of who's on it. But 
it is frustrating when you see Vando coming out, Curry checking it. He did the same thing with uh, with Luca when the Lakers were playing the Mavs, pulling Vando when Luca was in. When it's it's counterintuitive, it's bizarre. Mission eighty six said, "I love these Lakers, but they're taking years off my life." Anyway, now again, just not like that. Holy hell, right? I mean, what's up next? Houston? Are, are the Lakers going to be recovered by by the game in two days? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, because that's going to be, whew, it's going to be even a quick turnaround, even with a with a game in between or a day in between. That's not going to be easy. I'm checking to see if there's any post-game quotes coming out. I do want to try to keep an eye out, see if we get anything on uh, Anthony Davis's injury. I thought AD was gone, gone for a little bit there, but he did come back and play. Uh, PSI 8 said, what a win, Master Lock Doris. Right, you know, I had this Scorpio Sky, who you guys know, reached out to me during the game, and he said, um, I'm paraphrasing him, but he said, it watching the ABC broadcast feels like watching a Warriors home broadcast. It really did. It really and. I view things through purple and gold lenses, but I felt that way too. I felt like the ABC broadcast was very biased towards Golden State. That was frustrating. That was frustrating to watch it from from that perspective. Andrew said, Trev, award proposal. What about play of the game award? Could be a clutch three, a stop on defense, a really good box out, anything else that impacted the game. That's not a bad call on that. Uh, Chat? What do you guys think? Yeah, guys, let's smash that like button. Let's smash that like button for us. You guys haven't done so yet. Smash that like button. In fact, you know what? We've got so many people in here right now. I'm going to put this in a poll here for you guys. I want to get the 3,000 likes. So can we get to 3,000 likes? Smash that like button for us. We've got enough people in here. We can get that done. Get us to 3,000 likes here. Um, play of the game chat. What was the, what was the play of the game? Let me know. LeBron's free throws are the play of the game. I'm seeing play of the game was the D three after the Curry three. I like that. The D three LeBron's free throws. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think it's the D-Lo 3. I think the D-Lo 3, to me, was not only a big moment. Not only was that a big moment in the game itself, but think about it, and this is, you know, you guys hear me talk about this all the time. I tend to look big picture. Think about the context of that moment. Think about everything that we've heard about D'Angelo Russell, all the comments about how he's not the guy in big games, how he shrinks in the big moments, and he pulls up and takes that three and drains it. Not only was I excited in that moment for the Lakers to get that bucket, I was excited for D'Angelo Russell, for D'Lo, the basketball player, who has heard nothing but negativity all summer long. If you go back to that, he's been on a heater the last few weeks, but I had a lot of people telling me, "Eh, I don't know if he's going to be good in this one. It's a big game. It's nationally televised. And for him to step up big in that moment, especially after those turnovers, that was a big, big moment for D'Angelo Russell, the basketball player, in addition to D'Angelo Russell, the Lakers player that helped the Lakers get a win. So loved seeing that. And my goodness, you know, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this show. It depends on what questions come in, but probably not going to spend a ton of time on trade talks because we're just celebrating this win. Well, what do you do if you're the Lakers? What do you do now with D'Lo? 
Like now he's making big plays and big games. You really don't have a lot of incentive to move him, do you? So unless it's the right deal, as if you if you uh, watch the podcast earlier today, listen to the podcast, the bonus show that Sean Davis and I put out this morning, we talked all about this. That if it's not DeJounte Murray, if it's not that, you probably just keep D'Lo. You probably just keep saying, you know, you know what? It might get a little messy this summer, but I'm not moving D'Lo for a guy that's not an upgrade. I'm not moving D'Lo unless I'm getting a guy that I think is going to help me win. And I don't think there's that many guys out there. I don't think there's that many guys out there that fit that bill. Jay Delgado said, imagine that the lineup that you took to the playoffs last season had a positive impact. Also, Green needs to double slap someone before getting a foul. I was frustrated. In fact, I even said it on, kind of blurted it out on our live play-by-play over on Playback and as well as here on the YouTube channel. I said, what's wrong with Draymond Green? He hits Anthony Davis in the face. He hit LeBron in the face on that final drive. Referees never reviewed it. He's, that screen was awful. The screen he set on Jared Vanderbilt to free up the Curry three was horrible. I mean, that was a, a textbook moving screen. It was a bad screen. We see the Warriors live off of moving screens. Draymond, he had another play where he shoved Jared Vanderbilt into the ground. I know he plays physical, but man, does he get away with a lot? And we still, like, we went through the suspension and everything else, and this is where we're still at, where it's, well, it's just Draymond being Draymond. That's not the way things should be here. We shouldn't be seeing Draymond just getting away with whatever he wants out there on the floor constantly. Oh, because that's just Draymond. Really? That tells me that I don't think we've we learned much from that suspension there. And that makes me wonder how long is it going to be before something else happens? I thought something was going to happen in this game. The way it was going, the way Draymond was getting in Vando's face and everything, Vando wanting that play reviewed, and rightfully so, because Draymond once again went to the head of Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm foreshadowing the master lock here, but you guys know where it's going to go. Steven, Said, I'd never love someone more than LaGoat James. Fair. Fair. LeBron, wow. Koa said, this man, D'Lo, gives me ADHD and I love Vando. Boy, Jared Vanderbilt is so much fun. He is so much fun now that he's back to being himself. Now that he's back to being 100%. I hope that ankle turn isn't going to bother him too much. But Jared Vanderbilt was fantastic in this game. He's been great the last four games or so. Finally looks, finally looks like he's back to being himself after dealing with injuries for much of the season. So this is Anthony Davis after the game. Uh, our pal Jovan Buha uh, from the Athletics said, Anthony Davis says he's fine after dealing with those hip spasms. Um, he said it's in the same area he's dealt with his groin injury for most of the season. Okay, so it's a groin issue. He says he's okay, but the Lakers do go into back-to-back games next. Houston and then Atlanta. So all of that being the case, um, I don't know what that's going to mean for Anthony Davis's availability in these next two. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bruno, is it just me? Okay, so it wasn't just Scorpio Sky who thought this. Is it just me or is every broadcast pro Warriors? Curry hits a three to go up by two and it's bang. Russell gets the three pointer right after Mike goes, it's good. I mean, what was that about? It was, it was little things. It was also big things. It really felt like that that broadcast was Warriors biased. And again, we're going to be a little more sensitive to that because we're going to look at things through purple and gold lenses. But it it was noticeable. It was noticeable in this one. By the way, guys, bunch of you in here right now. We got 8,500 people in here. If you're not subscribing to the YouTube channel right here, Lakers Nation, I know we are here. We're celebrating this win right now. But we do have the trade deadline coming up too. Coming up on February 8th. I'm going to keep you guys in the know on everything going on with the Lakers world all the way up until the trade deadline. So if you're not a subscriber yet, hit that subscribe button, turn on those notifications, stay in the know. We're going to get through this and I'm going to get make sure that you guys are as up to date as you possibly can be. So again, if you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. Senpai. Oh, Senpai, why are you doing this to me, man? You just want to hear me making a goat noise. <laughs> the goat. There you go. There you go, Senpai, just for you, because I'm in a good mood because the Lakers won. On a serious note, if we had lost, 100% of the blame would have gone to Darvin. Timeouts, substitutions, no defensive substitutions, but subprints for offense at the end. Uh, I agree. Like There were some moments where Darvin ran out of timeouts, and it would have been tough to do an offensive-defensive substitution, but... I was a little surprised to see him go with Torian at the end, though it was pretty clear the ball was going to go to LeBron. Torian was cold. He just wanted somebody that the Warriors would have to think about a little bit behind the three-point line, and that's not going to be Jared Vanderbilt. You're going to be taking the last shot, so not a huge offensive rebound possibility there. So I understood that, but I'll tell you this, what I'm worried about. Darvin Ham ran out of timeouts late in this game, and I can't think of another game where he ran out of timeouts. Usually, we are on his case for not using timeouts enough. My concern is he's going to point to this game and go, well, I ran out of timeouts. I got to be a little bit more conservative with them moving forward. I'm a little worried about that. 
Asa Hartz said, I just want to take time out to say, I don't know what the NBA will do without Braun versus Curry games. This is really like the modern Magic versus Bird. They've got an eight-year history of this. You know, I think there will be new rivalries. There will be new rivalries that will come up. There's a lot of great young players in the NBA right now. But this is something special. Something special in the LeBron versus Steph thing. And I talked about it a little bit uh, earlier today. I put out a, a short. But I see a lot of people trying to argue like, oh, Steph greater than sign LeBron. And of course, that's, you know, high school age Warriors fans and stuff. It makes no sense to me. Like, yes, it's a rivalry. It, nobody's denying that it, it is a rivalry. And I don't much care for player versus player rivals. As much, you know, people want to get into Jordan versus LeBron and all this stuff. They're both great players. It doesn't, it's not all that interesting to me personally. Some people really get into it. To me, it's not all that interesting. Like who's really the greatest of all time? Because you're never going to convince somebody. If they say it's LeBron, they say it's Jordan, they're going to believe wholeheartedly it's that player. You're not going to change their mind. I don't see the point in arguing it. But the Steph LeBron thing is weird to me. It's weird that there are people out there that try to argue that Steph Curry is better than LeBron James. And again, I'm not one to get into these kinds of, of debates, but LeBron is in the greatest of all time conversation. Steph Curry is great. He's not in the greatest of all time conversation. That's it. That's the end of the debate. That's all you need. Steph is not in the greatest of all time conversation. So how could you possibly say he's better than LeBron? Again, those are guys that are they're ninth grade and they they haven't they just picked up the NBA recently and the Warriors have been good. Yeah, it's it's crazy when I see stuff like that out there. It makes no sense. Is it a rivalry? Yes. Is Steph amazing? Yes, he's fantastic. But there's no way that you can make a credible claim that Curry's better than LeBron. It's not close. Kaleidoscope said early master lock vote, Austin Reeves jumping on every pump fake and Doris Burke's color commentary for, for Golden State. Yeah. So the commentary really bothered you guys. Bothered me too. Um, Austin Reeves jumping on every pump fake. I got it in that moment. You know, Ryan Ward and I were doing the the play-by-play in that moment. The clock's winding down like there's only seconds left. Clay gets what looks like an open look. I thought he was going to shoot too. So I understood why Austin went flying past. But yes, he did bite on that pump fake. It was a great play by Clay, and he hit the shot. Um, it It's something Austin needs to work on, though, staying down a bit more. In that moment, I got it. It was a great pump fake by Clay, but we've seen for a while now that Austin is probably in his eagerness to close out on three-point shooters, and that is something the Lakers need to get better at. He's leaving his feet a little too often, a little too early, and that's something that definitely needs some refinement uh, in his game. Maddie James said, star in your role and master lock. Give it to the ref for the inadvertent whistle when the Warriors had possession. Oh, my goodness. Look, here's the thing, right? If you are a Warriors fan, if you are a Lakers fan, you don't leave this game thinking the refs did a good job. And usually that's right. Usually you've got one fan base that's complaining about the refs, the other one saying, oh, you're you're crying or whatever. I don't think either side feels good about the officiating in this game. And to mess up like that with, what was it, 13 seconds left in the game or something? Maybe it was a little bit more. A lot's happened. I don't remember exactly how much was left. But to at that point, have an inadvertent whistle. I know it's an accident. I know these are humans. But man, for 
an NBA officiating body, NBA refs, they've had a rough season. I think the last few seasons have been rough, and it seems to be progressively getting worse. And so to have this game, this game that everybody's watching, have something like that in it, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And I know, yeah, that then and then the Warriors won the jump ball. Draymond got it. I was shocked on that. Uh, let's go to Ree. Said, if AD is out for a little bit, does that put more pressure on the team to do a trade now? My heart's still beating from the end of the game. LeBron's the GOAT. Man. Um, okay, so let's say that Anthony Davis is out for a little bit. And uh, AD says he's fine. By the way, just officially, again, AD says he's fine. But if he was out, would that put pressure on the Lakers to do something? Well, I think that you've won this game. That probably does. That probably does put the Lakers, give them a little bit more pressure to at least go out there and find another big, which is something that I think they need to find anyway. But if AD were to miss significant time, I think the Lakers are in a spot where not only this season are you, you're at least in the mix. You don't want to just give that up and say, well, we're like the nine seed, so we're not going to worry about it so much. Uh, sorry, LeBron, let's wait till next season. Not only do you not want to say that to a 39-year-old LeBron James who, let's face it, if you put LeBron, you put AD healthy in the playoffs, you've got a puncher's chance, right, in this Western Conference. Probably better than that. You've got a shot. So you don't want to tell LeBron, well, you know, AD's down, so we're just going to, no, we're just going to pack it in. You need to go make something happen. Not just because you don't want to punt on the season, but also because you don't want LeBron going into the summer with his player option, staring at that thing and thinking, well, you know, do I really believe this team wants to win? Because they didn't go get me some help after AD went down. You don't want that being a factor in his player option decision either. You don't want him thinking about that this summer. So, I think you do go do something if AD were to miss any kind of significant time. Significant time Again, he says he's fine. So that's great. That's great. And hopefully he is. And he's good. He's a little worn out, a little tired. But he says he's fine. So if I'm the Lakers and AD were to go down, you make something happen. You go get something done. And I still think they do get something done this year at the trade deadline. I just don't know if it's a big move. It could be more of a margins move, but I think there's some things they can get done while they wait for the Atlanta Hawks to figure out what they want to do or not do. Um, and we'll see. Uh, DJ said, what a show. Glad we won that. We should have won it in regulation. Can we get some new refs for the NBA? Master lock green for all those headshots. A big ball dance to that three by D'Lo. Ice water. Yeah, ice water in his veins for sure. You know, we haven't even done it yet. I, it's been kind of obvious, but let's do this. Superstar of the night. Chat, who's the superstar of the night? And I think this should be a pretty easy one here. And that's why I haven't even... But let's make this award official. Who's the superstar of the night? Yeah, there it is. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the comments coming in. It's LeBron. It's, I mean, unbelievable. This guy is 39 years old. 39-year-old LeBron James. David says King James. 
Calvin, by the way, these are all uh, channel members right now chiming in. If you guys haven't checked out the channel membership program, click that join button. You can see the perks that we offer. Uh, Tina said LeBron. The king, LeBron. Ricky says the goat. Yep. It's LeBron. It's got to be LeBron for the superstar of the night. Again, the stat line for a guy who's 39 years old. And I imagine he's not going to be feeling great tomorrow. But LeBron James played 48 minutes tonight, 14 of 25, shooting two threes, six of six at the free throw line, including the big clutch ones to win the game, 20 rebounds, 12 assists, just three turnovers, 36 points for LeBron. Unbelievable. You know what? I was going into this game thinking, you know, LeBron looked a little, little off last game. I wonder if maybe he'll really step it up this game because of Steph Curry. In fact, I think he even talked about it over on playback before the game started. I was wondering if this was going to be a night where LeBron, national TV, you're playing Steph Curry. Does he really step it up in this one? And boy, did he. He had some tough shots, some fadeaway shots, some no, 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 yes type shots. Amazing stuff from LeBron James. We'll get to the, the star in your role in just a moment. Aqua said, what a game. Ham's love affair with Torian Prince has to stop. Vando plus 30 tonight. LeBron is the GOAT. Torian Prince, get ready to learn Chinese. See, I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true that Torian Prince is like out of the league or anything. I think he's fine as an NBA player. Just not in this role. Not playing this many minutes. The minutes need to flip. And they did eventually tonight. But Jared Vanderbilt should be getting the lion's share. The rest of the minutes. Go to Rui and a little bit to Torian. I don't think it's it's that difficult. It's not rocket science. But there's this idea that Darwin is partial to the guys that he's coached before. Uh, like those guys they had in Atlanta. Torian, Cam Reddish. Uh, going back to last year, uh, we've got Dennis Schroeder. Maybe there's something to that. But there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. And Torian shouldn't be getting the lion's share of the minutes. Not now. Not with Vando back. And once again, if next game this becomes Torian Prince sees 33 minutes and Jared Vanderbilt plays like 19 or something like that, people are going to be upset. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. Asa Hartz said, Master Lock Austin Reeves for jumping and missing that free throw. He did miss a free throw. Boy, did Austin look exhausted. Everybody did. Also, AD needs a lot of credit, came back, hobbled, still made an impact, and truly changed the game. Yeah, I mean, changed the script. So AD, if you saw him out there, the Warriors figured it out real quick. You guys notice this? The Warriors figured it out fast that AD wasn't moving right because suddenly they started putting him in all these switches and getting him defending Curry. They saw that Anthony Davis couldn't move. Defensively, the Lakers were just planting him in the middle of the floor and just making him kind of play center field. And the Warriors, rightfully, recognized that and tried to take advantage and put AD in as many switches as they could. And then on the offensive end, AD was just camped behind the three-point line. He wasn't posting up. If that was scheme, that's awful. If that was scheme, if that was by design, if that wasn't AD's injury, then I don't know what the Lakers were thinking on the offensive end, but I would assume that was AD's injury because he wasn't moving right out there and all he did was camp behind the three-point line and cast deep shots. He would occasionally go for an offensive rebound, did get a big bucket late, but it was where the ball got deflected and kind of landed in his lap. And then he 
he put it up and in. But give Anthony Davis credit for gutting it out. You know, the stat's been bouncing around lately that over the last 365 days, nobody's played more games than Anthony Davis. Like, people have this narrative around him. Oh, he's soft, street clothes, Mr. Glass, all this kind of stuff. And I always felt that was unfortunate. I was unfortunate that Anthony Davis gets those kinds of labels put on him when other players were missing more time than him. Other players were load managing more games than he was, certainly. But you can see, like, he wants to be out there. He wants to win. We've seen some of the recent losses that the Lakers have had, how frustrated he's been. This guy, he may not be the super demonstrative guy, right, that's yelling and screaming constantly. He may may not be the guy that drops the fire quotes in the postgame. That's not really him. That's not really his personality. And that's okay. He wants to win badly. He wants to be on the floor badly. And you can see it. He comes hobbling back out. He had every reason. If he if, if Anthony Davis was soft, he had every reason to not come back in this game. And he came back and gutted it out, limping up and down the floor. There's no doubt that he's heard all this. He's heard the people complaining about him. He's heard all the people making fun of him and all this kind of stuff. And now here he is playing more games than anybody over the last year and knock on wood. I hope it continues, but he sure as hell is not soft. If you're looking at AD saying this guy's soft, no, he's, he had some unfortunate injuries. Absolutely. He's definitely had some unfortunate injuries, but don't question this guy's passion. Don't question his heart. You look at this game, this is an example of what it all means to him. Him getting back out there, fighting through, and doing everything he could. I don't know if you saw at the end. He got his legs taken out while in there, lands flat on his back. That's after already suffering an, suffering an injury. He is beat up, and he's still out there, still scrapping. Incredible stuff from Anthony Davis to pull that off. Matty James, how is that not a charge when Kaminga shoulder-charged LeBron? Again, this was a bad night for officials. How is that not an illegal screen on Draymond Green at the end that freed up Curry for that three? There's a reason why Jared Vanderbilt ran uh, wound up on the floor. Why was it not a foul when Draymond pushed Vando to the ground and they actually called a foul on Jared Vanderbilt? Some bizarre stuff happening in this game from the officials. And again, there were some plays that where the Warriors fans are probably going to be upset with some calls. I thought this was just a poorly officiated game that the stars were able to turn into something special. Ali said, Prince needs to get off the team. What does he do? He hits threes. He can space the floor. He can hit threes. He can give you a little bit of kind of st- standard wing play. That's what he does. And he's done okay at that over the course of the season. He only took, what, two shots in this game? Now, over the course of the season, though, he's been just fine. And again, we're ganging up on Torian Prince. He's shooting 39% from three on the season. That's just fine for a guy that you're paying $4.5 million on a biannual exception. The problem is not Torian Prince. The problem is the role that he's being put in. The problem is what's being asked of him. It's like if you asked D'Lo to play center, if you said, D'Lo, you're going to be our rim protector tonight. That's what you're going to do. Would people be mad at D'Lo for teams having a solid field goal percentage at the rim, a great field goal percentage at the rim against the Lakers? 
Will people be mad at D'Angelo Russell in that scenario? No. You would say, why would you ask him to do that? He clearly can't do that. It's not that dramatic of a of a of an ask, but to ask Torian Prince to be a primary defender on some of the best offensive players in the NBA and to log major minutes when that's not been the, his role over the course of his career, that's not on Torian. Legoat James, what a game, says M. Dread. And Denitrify said Vando, MF him, plus 30. Incredible. Incredible from Vando. All right, let's get to this. I have a feeling I know where this one's going to go to. Star in your role. Chat fired off. Star in your role. Who's getting this one? I'm looking through. Oh, boy, the chat is flying tonight. Woo. I, I, I'm getting more Vando than I was expecting. And Vando was great. I'm getting a lot of D'Lo. But I'm seeing a lot of Vando as well. A lot of Jared Vanderbilt. Oh, Vandalism. I haven't heard that one before. I've heard Vandalorian. I've heard Vando's Vault. Vandalism. I haven't heard that one before. Uh, Niles Crane says, D'Lo, how's your brother doing? That's a Frazier joke. That mom mentality reminds everybody to hit the like button. Vando. You know, Vando was great. Vando was great. There's no question. Vando was great in this game. And again, it was a plus 30. This is closer than I thought. My my gut was D'Lo for the big plays late and again, for what this meant to him. But that is tough. That is tough. I think Vando. Vando's got a good case here too. I'm going to go. My gut, my knee jerk was D'Angelo Russell. My knee jerk reaction was D'Angelo Russell. So I'm going to go with D'Lo because of what this meant for him too. But man, Jared Vanderbilt, he's so much fun when he's got to go. When he is healthy, he's a blast out there. He's a blast. He is is everywhere. He gives this team what they need. Yes, he the corner three is a problem. The corner three is a problem. He's got to be able to knock those down. Yeah, there's moments where you wish he finished a bit better at the rim. But you know what's going to make you feel real good right now? Listen to this. Listen, to this. This, this, this is this is something that is probably underrated at this moment, especially given the season that he's had. He was, he was clearly not 100% for much of the season. Listen to this. Jared Vanderbilt, this season, right now, the dude that we just saw play 41 minutes and make a major impact on the game, he's making $4.7 million this season. The Lakers locked him up on a long-term deal this past summer. He's 24 years old, by the way. Next season, he makes $10.7 million. The season after that, he makes $11.5 million. The season after that, he makes $12.4 million. Now, he does have a player option for a final season, $13.2 million. The Lakers have, counting this season, four seasons of Jared Vanderbilt at below mid-level money. Below mid-level. That's one of the underrated moves of the offseason. If the guy that we've seen over the last four or five games 
a what feels like finally healthy Jared Vanderbilt. If this is Vando, this is the guy we remember from last season. This is the guy that looks healthier. If this who he is, is who he is now, you've got him on a bargain. An absolute bargain of a contract from here on out. Incredible. As David said, bargain. We don't deserve Dan Vando. Amazing. Amazing deal for the Lakers if this is what you're getting out of him. All right. Let's do a few more of these. Mixmaster Mike said, Skip Bayless is punching air right now because LeBron hit two clutch free throws at the end of the game. Goat, can Darvin finally stop playing Torian Prince so much? Oh, man. I Again, if we go to Houston and we go back to Torian's playing 30-plus minutes and Mando's at like 20, I don't know. People, people are just going to lose it, and maybe rightfully so. It's fiddle. I don't care how early we are. Master lock the reps and Draymond right now. Okay, we're going to get to the master lock in just a moment. That's coming up. That's coming next. That's coming next. First, we're going to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, and that is uh, Sleeper. Sleeper does a fantastic job. You guys can play alongside. Those of you who have already downloaded the Sleeper app can play along with me right now. We're going to make some picks. And then we're going to get back to some of your questions and comments. And specifically, we're going to get to the master lock of the night. So that's coming up right after this. But Sleeper, super easy to download. Go download Sleeper app. You can use our promo code LakersNation. Get a deposit match of up to $500, which is a fantastic deal. Available in many, many states, including California. Super easy to play and super fun. And since we've got some big football games tomorrow, I thought we would do some football picks. You know, there's some huge games here. Chat, you guys can play alongside me. We'll make, we're just going to do three picks today. So let's go to the Lions against the Niners. And let's go to my guy, Sam Laporta, the back, the backbone of one of my dynasty teams. Sam Laporta, 48 and a half receiving yards. More or less receiving yards for Sam Laporta. That's an interesting one. 48 and a half. You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say more. I'm going to say a week removed from the injury. Sam Laporte is going to get it done. I'm going to say more there. Another guy that I love, Zay Flowers. 44 and a half receiving yards for Zay Flowers. I'll tell you what, chat. I like Zay Flowers a lot. It takes one reception for him to get that. He can get that in one reception. Doesn't mean he's going to, but he can get that in one reception. I'm going to go more on Zay Flowers. And then let's finish things off. Let's go with, you know what? Let's go here. Let's go. Ooh, that's a tough one. Gus Edwards, the Gus bus, rushing yards, 43 and a half. More or less there. Chat, I'm going to let you guys pick this one. More or less than 43 and a half rushing yards for Gus Edwards. What do we have? I see more. More. A lot of people saying more. I got a couple of lesses in there. I'll go more. We'll go three mores. We're going to be optimistic that we get some exciting football tomorrow. And look at that slip. Potential payout of $100. We've got a 5x multiplier on this. 
Sam Laporta over 48 and a half receiving yards. Zay Flowers more than 44 and a half uh, receiving yards. And then Gus Edwards more than 43 and a half rushing yards. That's what we're going with today. If you're playing along with me, again, do so over on that sleeper app. Use our promo code Lakers Nation. If you just downloaded the app, you can check that out. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, and that is Sleeper. All right, let's get into everybody's favorite segment of the night. I have a feeling I know where this is going to go. So chat, start firing it off. The master lock of the night. What annoyed you the most from this game? Put it in the comment section. Let's go. Master lock of the night. Oh, and Mamba Mentality notifies me. We reached our goal. 3,000 likes. Let's go. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. 3,000 likes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, what are we master locking? What are we master? Oh, there we go. Rodell, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he gets master locked every game. Whether or not he plays does not matter. The Lakers actually play Dylan Brooks next game. All right, I've got Draymond. Oh, Master Lock Ham. David says Master Lock Darvin Ham. Master Lock Draymond Green's hit on Anthony Davis. I see some people say Master Lock ABC. Master Lock Doris Burke. A lot of people say Master Lock Doris Burke. Master Lock the Raps. It seems like we're bouncing between ABC, Doris Burke, Draymond Green, the refs. Oh, somebody just said Master Loctorian Prince. People are saying AD got illegally hit. Master Lock Draymond's dirty plays. You know what? My official, and these are all great, by the way. Master Lock Illegal Screens. My official. Tully says Master Lock Illegal Screens. My official Master Lock of the night. You guys have some great picks here. I'm going to say we Master Lock Draymond Green. It's got to be Draymond Green. The referees, they missed a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have. Missing the flagrant fouls on Draymond Green. At least reviewing them. It's supposed to be a hit to the head gets reviewed. In fact, I think had Anthony Davis sold that one where Draymond was trying to foul him and hits him with a forearm to the face that Jared Vanderbilt wanted reviewed, had AD sold that a little bit more, maybe they do review it, which is unfortunate because you don't want to tell guys to flop, but Draymond was the guy committing those fouls. So I'm going Draymond Green. There were moments there where Draymond was starting to go full Draymond, right? He was really getting into it. And I thought for a bit that we were going to have a problem. I thought for a bit that something bad was going to happen. You could feel it. And I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it didn't get too bad. Draymond did get that shot on Anthony Davis in the air. He hit him in the face. Uh, The one play is defending LeBron, and he just, like, touches his face. It was weird. Um, Draymond Green pushing Jared Vanderbilt to the ground. The illegal screen that he set that, again, you put on the refs for not calling that, but he's the one doing this stuff. I'm going to say Draymond Green. Wow. What what a rough outing from him. And I'm concerned that he gets into 
he gets into like some high pressure games, especially late in the season for the Warriors. They get into the playoffs. They get into the play-in or something like that. I don't know. This this sure looked like the same old Draymond doing the same old stuff that's not supposed to be happening anymore. Masterlock, the replay center. Masterlock, double OT. I'm with you. I'm with you. Boy, I don't know about all of you, but double OT, I was nervous. I was I was tense. And initially, while I was excited that they won, I was also so relieved that they didn't lose. Because that, man, how bad would that feel right now? How bad would that feel? To lose that. And it almost happened. LeBron, clutch free throws. All right. Let's get into a few more of your questions and comments. Don't forget, uh, Sean Davis's post-post-game show will be coming up in just a bit here. Uh, Ed said, finally got some run with the right lineup. Yeah. Uh, again, we've got Jared Vanderbilt, plus 30. Plus 30. And we saw the lineup. D'Lo, Austin, Vando, LeBron AD. Maurice. Nice team win, but D'Lo and Prince still need to go. Is that where we're at? Yeah, I'm really curious. At this point, I know there's a lot of people who still look back to the playoffs and say, well, D'Lo's going to let you down come playoff time. I still think D'Lo's contract says you have to explore trades. But how set on trading D'Angelo Russell are you right now? Like, do you feel like D'Lo should be traded? Because we know, right? We know, like... We understand that what we've seen from D'Lo over the last couple of weeks, it's not sustainable. It's not. And I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here at all. It's, if it was anyone shooting the way he shot over the last few weeks, it's not sustainable. He's not going to do this forever. There will be a downside to this. Where He'll have a week where he doesn't shoot well. Maybe it's two weeks where he'll be in a slump. We already saw that once this season. So we know he's not going to do this forever. And so we have to understand that we're going to ride that roller coaster. If you keep D'Lo, there will be a downside to it. There'll probably be an up again, though, too. And you just have to accept that that's the way it goes with D'Angelo Russell. Do you feel like you're at a point where you can do that? Or would you rather trade D'Lo now and see if you can find somebody who's more consistent? Again, it's hard to say trade the player when he's been on a heater and he's playing well. But contractually, he's got a player option. That makes things potentially messy for this summer. So do you move him? Or do you just say, you know what? He's too good. Let's keep him. And remember, defensively, as long as you keep him, that fit with Austin, it's always going to be questionable on the defensive end of the floor. So what do you do? I know what I'd do. I know what I would do. Dwayne says they're just hating. Keep D'Lo trade Rui. AJ says he's fool's gold. Move him now. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with D'Lo, but I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd go make, make a move and try to get our old friend Alex Caruso back. I think that's how you make this work. And I talked about it on the podcast yesterday. That's how you make this work. If you're concerned about the defense with D'Lo and Austin, you put Caruso into the mix. 
That's what you do. If you're at a point where other teams around the NBA are telling you, you're going to have to give us stuff to get us to take D'Angelo Russell. No, Lakers, he's so terrible. You're going to have to give us assets to get us to plug our nose and take D'Angelo Russell onto this team. Get out of here. If that's the way it is, if that's the way it's going to be, and you think we need to make this work, but we know Austin and D'Lo together can be a bit tricky on the defensive end of the floor, you need a connecting piece. And I think it's Caruso. And I don't think it's going to be easy to get him. But I think adding that could make it work. I think adding that could make it work. Having that top-tier defensive guard to plug in next to either one of them would make things work pretty well. All right. Let's see what else we've got here. We'll do a few more. Magic Johnson's burner. <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers won because everyone's energy and hard work. LeBron is great at basketball. Magic's tweets are sometimes a little on the nose, right? Uh, Gian Mercado said, this game had me going through all the emotions. That overtime was wild. Dila was amusingly frustrating. <laughs> was he? LFG Lakers. Was he frustrating? Like he hit the big shot at the end. He hit some big sh There was, he started off cold. And I thought the Warriors, by the way, we should talk about this. The Warriors defensively did some things with D'Lo. They saw he was on a heater. So they put, they put Andrew Wiggins on him for a bit. They defended him with bigger players that can bother him, knowing that he's not super quick anyway. And so the way D'Lo is going to get his buckets is by shooting over some smaller players. So they put bigger guys on him that could bother him. And then they really, if you saw defensively, they really ramped up their pressure. They were putting a lot of pressure up high on D'Angelo Russell and on Austin Reeves. Now, there's going to be a lot of teams that'll, that will mimic that strategy because it did work for a bit. It did throw D'Lo off. He struggled to adjust to it. But then again, he hit some big shots for the Lakers late. But if teams are getting concerned and now starting to game plan for D'Angelo Russell, expect to see more of that. Teams putting bigger players on him. Typically, the downside to putting a bigger player on a guard is you risk that guard just blowing by the bigger player. But with D'Lo not having that foot speed, you don't have to worry about that quite as much. So it is a counter to D'Angelo Russell being on a scoring uh, binge is to put a bigger wing-type player on him. And that did work a bit for the Warriors. So again, D'Lo managed to play through it and managed to find success by the end. But something to watch moving forward. M. Dredd. Said Braun is still upset for KD messing up his run. Yeah, but wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. Uh, Julian said D'Lo with the no, 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 yes. Yes, that was. That was the classic quintessential no, 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 yes. He had a terrible overtime stretch, but made up for it with that three. Glad AD was able to come back. Master lock Draymond, superstar of the night, goes to LeBron. Star in your role goes to Vanda or D'Lo. On to the next one, LFG. Yeah, I mean, you... You basically went uh, pick for pick right along with what I did. And AD was able to come back. Whew, so, so relieved to see him at least back in the game. Now, hopefully, hopefully we don't get anything too serious on the injury report after this. Um, okay, this is a quote that just came out, everybody. This is a quote that just came out on D'Angelo Russell. Uh, this is D'Lo after the game. And I think this is, I think this is important. So I want to take a moment and talk about this because as I'm glancing at this, 
I think we need to speak about this. Let me see if I can even, uh, if I can share it so you guys can see. There we go. All right, so this is the Lakers Nation account over on X. This is D'Angelo Russell after the game. Check this out. He said, to be honest, uh, this is on his big three. He said, to be honest, I knew I had just turned the ball over. And this is big, like, in a good way, guys. I'm sorry. I don't mean to try to make this sound in a bad way. This is big in a good way. Okay, let me, I'm sorry if I scared anybody in the chat. In a good way. To be honest, I knew I had just turned the ball over. So for me, it was just trying to be sure on whatever I was going to do next time I got the ball, not to lose confidence. Because once again, that doesn't help the team, but trying to be decisive. The turnovers were huge too. And for me, after the last few games, I haven't had any air to shoot threes. For them to come out and scout that, to try to take that out of the game, that was a good look for me. Still feel that. Okay. So again, apologies if I scared anybody. I didn't, I maybe I set that up poorly for you guys. Apologies again. But D'Angelo Russell went on a cold stretch a month ago. And it felt, it sure felt like he lost confidence, didn't it? It felt like he did wasn't looking for a shot, like he didn't want to shoot. And here he is, after committing turnovers in big moments, saying that what he's telling himself is to not lose confidence. Saying, I'm not going to help the team if I lose confidence. I think that's big because that's him working through the problem that he had during his slump a month ago. That's a lot. That's a big deal. He's actively saying, well, this is what's happening. I'm recognizing what's happening before that happened to me a month ago. And I'm actively going to prevent that. I'm going to tell myself I'm not losing confidence. I'm going to believe in myself. And I'm going to go and I'm going to pull the trigger on this shot. He is really good at that transition three. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he is good at that pull-up three. So I thought this quote from D'Lo, that he's actively recognizing in that moment, in those tense moments in a game, rather than be down on himself for turning the ball over, he's telling himself, don't lose confidence. You've got this. That's important. That's important for D'Angelo Russell. I've thought that since he's come back, he's very introspective. He's very smart player when he comes to uh, how he looks at the game and for him to recognize the issue that he had previously and now take steps to correct that. I think that's big. I think that's big. And again, <laughs> sorry if I scared anybody with that. All right. We're going to do a couple more. Then uh, Sean Davis is going to get going with the post post game show. And he's got a ton of stuff. I'm sure he's going to be breaking down. Sheesh said trading D'Lo would be a big mistake. He doesn't need the ball to be effective and can spot up two things that LeBron needs his point guard to do. Murray can't. It's fair. I mean, look, the Lakers are looking for speed and athleticism in their backcourt. And that's something that Murray does have. D'Lo doesn't. Austin doesn't. And that's a big part of why, you know, they're looking for those things. But that's, Look, Murray has shot the three well this season, but historically he hasn't. And does he need the ball? Yeah. He's not the perfect fit. He's a good player. He's a talented player. He's probably the best player available on the trade market right now. 
and he's got a he's got four years under contract after this year at a pretty good value that would be pretty movable i think into the future should you ever need future flexibility and that's important too but is he the perfect fit no probably not not perfect and maybe he's a guy you package into a trade later on or something like that but there are some pros to keeping d'angelo russell for sure D'Angelo Russell's offensive game, aside from being a little bit slow getting to the basket, is a pretty good fit. He can handle the ball. He can operate off ball. He can shoot the three. He can get hot games. Those are all things that are useful. The problems are he's not explosive to the basket, not a great athlete, and he's not good defensively. Those are the issues with D'Angelo Russell. So if you get DeJounte Murray, are you solving a couple of problems while creating a few more problems? That's something the Lakers have to be careful about. Uh, Chef Lev said, Pockets Ham finally went with the continuity lineup. Is that like his official nickname now? Darvin Ham? Is it Pockets? But yes, he did go with that lineup. And it worked. The scientist said, maybe we should keep D'Lo. Made some mistakes in overtime, but he recovered nicely and hit some clutch buckets down the stretch. Can we build that same trust and chemistry with Murray in half a season? Might be tough to do that. That's a fair question. If you make big changes midway through, there is going to be a learning curve. Now, the Lakers last year pulled it off. They made big changes because they they had to. They needed to. They needed to move on from Russell Westbrook, but they needed to, and they made it work. So it's not impossible, but it's also not necessarily easy to make big, earth-shattering changes midway through the season and still find that cohesiveness, still find that chemistry that you're looking for. It's not easy, and it's something that the front office has to consider when they're looking at making moves. That's one of the benefits of doing smaller, more along-the-margins moves rather than doing something really big and dramatic. D'Lo, three straight turnovers in overtime. I thought he had two. Maybe it was three. I thought it was two uh, in overtime, and then a clutch three stress. Yeah, but thank goodness. He hit that clutch three. Thank goodness he hit it. Because that was great. That was a great moment to see him hit that. Uh, Quad Chunder Kenny said, not switching against Golden State on the final shot is insane. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised that they didn't switch that. But I think that was also AD. That would have been AD's responsibility to switch there. And he didn't. And I'm going to chalk that up to the injury. AD didn't close out, but he was not very mobile out there. I think that was an injury thing. All right. Goat James LA said, look at my name, Trevor. It sums it up. You can tell the difference from now compared to the finals last year with the ankle. Uh, We need some help bad. Yeah. Look, everybody's saying, oh, LeBron's just old. He can't do it anymore. No, he can. He just can't do it every night anymore. That's the difference. That's the difference. And if you looked at LeBron in the playoffs last year and you said, well, this is just what LeBron is now. No, he was playing on one foot. He was playing on a a very obvious injury. And so, of course, he didn't have as much lift or athleticism as he typically does. So if you came into this season expecting LeBron to look exactly like he did in the playoffs last year, well, that's just foolish. A healthy LeBron is going to be more athletic. Even a six months older healthy LeBron is going to be more athletic than a not healthy LeBron. 
It's not crazy. He's going to look better. He's going to look more athletic. So that's good. The confirmation that, yes, he looks better this year. He looks more athletic. But it's also clear that there's nights where he's at 75%, you know, where he's not really going all out. Because at 39, you can't. You can't. All right. Last one that we're going to get Sean Davis's show started. Uh, Mr. Moody said, Braun Masterclass, and I don't want to hear no damn AD slander ever again. Played through obvious pain, big win. Yes, let's give credit to Anthony Davis for getting the big win, for sure. All right. Sean Davis is going to break down the, the X's and O's and everything the Lakers did to make this work uh, right here on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel in just a moment. So be ready for that, guys. Jump right back in, hang out with Sean, and he's going to break down everything the Lakers did well from this game and what to what to make of this moving forward. But I want to thank all of you. This was uh, the, the post-post game show. It is on YouTube. It's right here. Those of you asking in the chat, it'll be right here. Uh, and, and we'll be getting to that in just a moment. Super chats that I didn't get to, uh, I will put on our next show, which I'll be recording tomorrow. So if you if you contributed a super chat and I didn't get to it, that's going to be coming up on tomorrow's show. So be ready for that as well. I'll record it tomorrow and then that'll go out. So again, it's not going to get thrown away or anything like that. I will put it on our next show. Once again, everybody, this was a great night. And just, I guess there's, there's some nights, there's some nights doing this that are that are frustrating, right? There's some nights where, there's some nights where I'll be honest, where the Lakers are bad and it's frustrating, and you just, and you just think, man, okay, now I'm gonna go talk about this for for an hour or whatever, and that's not gonna be easy because I'm frustrated with them and everything. And I always feel better by the end of it, after talking through everything and all that. I always feel better for sure. But there's nights that are tough. But then there's nights too, where I'm just thinking. God, so damn cool. So damn cool to have these opportunities to come in and to and to talk Lakers basketball with all of you and for all of us to experience this together. And what a great night. What a great win this was to get this W and then get to do it while hanging out with everybody over on Playback right here on the YouTube channel and then come here right after and talk through it. Man, I'm so appreciative of all of you for being here, for hanging out, for getting through this together, for getting me through this. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. All right, everybody. That's going to do it uh, for this one. Sean Davis is going to be jumping in in just a moment to start the post-post game show. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.